Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard. Okay, you can breathe now. But it could be worse. <sighs> I know, I just hate it when, like, you can hear people breathing through our intro. It's just, like, so weird. Yeah. Anyway, so I was... There's not, like, a sound guy that could keep our mics down. Oh, right that's, time, a, and then, you that's know, a good idea. You know, I didn't turn even think about that. I could mute everybody. I could... I could solo the intro, but then if you said something, we'd completely miss it. And you have a habit of jumping the gun. I do. Yes. Yeah. That whole premature ejaculation thing. Well, you know, so, when the time is right. So while I was sitting here getting my computer ready and waiting for you to, to join me, I was looking at the stupid view in, in FaceTime, you know, of your face, because it shows the, what the <laughs> webcam sees. Okay. And it looks terrible. The light. You mean from your face? My, my face. face. Yeah, not your face. No, but my face. Um, okay. But it I, looks, that was. I was going to be a little freaked out there if you could see my face. Who through my uses the built-in? Do you the light from the screen? Is it's like cold and it's flat lighting. It's terrible. Like I'm looking at my face, going, I don't look that bad. It makes me look like I'm like a, a sheet of just a, a bluish, you know, kind of. Nearly dead white sheet of a face that looks, I just look awful. I'm like, don't use this, like, don't show people. People would think you were dead if they watched you on this thing. Which is surprising because, I mean, all the advancements in cameras on phones, you'd think they would figure out a better camera for your laptop. I don't think the problem is the camera. I think it's this huge screen that's basically this cold white uh, light. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's not the camera. It's the fact that you're in front of this screen, and there's really not a good way to fix that problem. I guess it would be like if you put a much brighter light behind the screen on your face, so you overwhelmed right, the screen like a light. Selfie ring. Yeah, or maybe if you if you use a screen filter, there's um you can switch on a like a different color profile so the screen is more uh, warm instead of so blue. A blue filter, yeah. basically, because they say the blue keeps you awake. Like, you're not supposed to, if you're working late night on the computer or in your phone, the blue in the screen activates certain things in your brain that says it's daylight. Um, so you're supposed to, I don't know if you've ever seen it, they have blue blue filters or blue reduction filters that you can turn on on your phone or whatever that'll make the screen uh, warmer. Yeah, I've seen glasses that do that. Yeah, well, in this case, you need ruins your eyes. In this case, you need the light from the screen to change because otherwise, it wouldn't. You know, just wearing glasses would make you look cool, but you'd still uh, have that blue glow from the screen. Well, yeah, for purposes of the camera, yes. Yeah, I'm just saying because you could be like, "Wow, my screen was kind of blue, so I put these glasses on. Do I look better?" And they're like, "Um, well, you look like you got yellow tinted glasses on." So, um, I don't know if you've seen this. This isn't like a big news thing, but... Um, I have seen nothing. I know nothing. Since last week, I don't know that I've turned on the TV. Mink, apparently... Um, oh, are, I did see that. Yeah, are a carrier of COVID-19. No, that's not what I saw. Oh, what'd you see? Well, I think it's the same story. Go ahead. Well, it was just that we just had to slaughter a lot of mink because of COVID-19. Oregon just had an outbreak. But then what happened? Oh, they resurfaced. Well, that was in another country. Yeah. They resurfaced, yeah. They rose from the dead. Yeah, because they buried them all in a mass grave, and then when they got bloated, 
they came out of the ground. Uh-huh, sure. So we had Throw zomb- science at it. zombie it's minks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was that was it's, the news. See, now that was the story from from uh somewhere in Europe where they have a big lot of mink farms. Um but we also had an outbreak in Oregon. And when I saw that, I was like, "Whoa, it's happening here too." And then I was reading that article and it said there've also been outbreaks in Wisconsin, Utah, and Michigan. And all of these have resulted in people being infected. So I'm like, well, they're covering this up. This is like some sort of a, of a mysterious secret. How are people getting infected by mink? Well, mink just catch wearing it. Wearing it? Yeah, no, the living little furry critters. These things are being farmed. They're like farm animals, but they're just smaller. Right. So the farmers are getting it? Yeah, the people that work with them. Oh, yeah. Now, if you happen to see a mink just strolling down your sidewalk, I suggest you do not get close to it unless it's wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you see that? Uh, That'll Ted, be the newest thing, mink mask. Did you see somebody pulled up the old video that Ted Cruz did before the election that said, said if Biden happens to win the election, which he probably won't, but if he does, this whole COVID thing will be over five days later. Or three days later, or something like this. Some, you know, a few days after the election, he says the COVID thing will be forgotten. The uh, yeah. the Democratic governors and mayors will open up their states and and uh, you know to, to commerce and and say, well, you know, I guess it wasn't that bad after all, and everything will go on business as usual because he's like, it's all just a big scam. Well, guess guess what happened? Actually, for real, they have a cure. <laughs> it's coming, but it's not here yet. A cure? No, it's a vaccine. There's a difference, well, you know. Yeah. Okay. The Same cure. Thing. The cure would be if you caught it, you could get cured, which would be nice to have because most people don't think to do something until they're in trouble. You know, people think about buying a fire extinguisher when their house catches on fire, which is a little too late. A cure yes. is the fire department. A a vaccine is getting the fire extinguisher before the fire. That's a very good analogy. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Well, I have another one, another analogy. Oh, so wait, wait a second. Yeah, so oh, they, we're still working on the Biden. Uh, so co- so COVID is over? Yeah. Yeah, it's officially over because Biden won the election. The whole point of COVID. No, I mean, for real, though, they have. They no, have, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, we're at peak. Hospitals are being overwhelmed. Um, well, okay, but they have a vaccine now. There are three vaccines, all of which have proven to be relatively effective. And when do we get them? They said we could get... When can I go out to eat? That's you won't, a, what's you important. won't be able to get a, a vaccine probably until about April. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. that's still... No, that's not that far away. Light at the end of the tunnel there. And it, and it may be a little bit sooner than that. They've got millions of doses. I can't remember how many millions of doses, but millions of doses coming right now for people like healthcare workers and people who are living in assisted living homes who are super high risk. See, they were just waiting for Biden to win. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think that was the case. But it's not going to be over for a long time because even if you have a vaccine, there's no guarantee that you can't get it. And there's, you know, it's just going to, the idea, well, we need to vaccinate the whole world is what we need to do. That will make right. it pretty much go away. Um, but you realize that half the people in this country aren't going to get vaccinated because there's just so this has all become so political because they don't trust it. 
they don't trust it and they still think it's a hoax. There's still a lot well, of people good. out there. I'll take their vaccine. Yeah, I will too. I mean, I, I, I actually have had joking conversations and said, you know, if half the country wants to go unvaccinated and unmasked and go party and get, and, you know, and spread it amongst themselves and all die, I think it's the right half. So fine. <laughs> There's your, that's your solution. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a pretty, you know, left wing mean thing to say. I don't actually, I, I mean, I agree with conservative people in a lot of areas. And so I'm not like all against all the conservatives, but, but let's face it. If you're so, so anti-science and, and conspiracy theory driven that you think that a COVID is a, is a hoax when we've got, you know, I mean, you talk to any healthcare worker right now, just go meet somebody at the end of their shift as they leave the hospital and ask them if COVID is a hoax. I mean, these people are being slammed. Um, and, and, they're, and they're watching people die. We're losing a thousand people a day to this thing. And there's still people in this country who thinks, think it's a hoax. I mean, it's one thing to think the moon landing was a hoax because the moon landing was 60 years ago and, you know, we have grainy TV footage of it, right? But we have this ongoing right now. You could verify it, in, you know, for yourself if you really want to find out. If you care enough to find out, you could go out and find out that it's real. It's yeah, you that. could catch it. Yeah, I mean, you could catch it. I mean, <laughs> you could die from it. And then, you know, I mean, there's people There's people that have, I think we talked about this last week, people that are actually dying from it who still don't believe in it. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that part. I remember the story we talked about where the guy thought it was a hoax and he got it and he, and his wife got it. Oh, that was a while back. Yeah. 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 But, but last week, yeah, I'm going to miss her. We may not have talked about it, but last (laughs) week there was, you know, there was some healthcare worker that was saying in South Dakota that, that they had a patient who literally died of COVID. And up till the minute they died, they were like, it's, it's a hoax. I don't believe I have COVID. They thought they just had something else or something. They just, just didn't believe it was possible. So. Which just seems totally crazy to me because, like, well, you have all the symptoms of COVID, and you have a healthcare professional standing here telling you you have COVID, and you've had a positive COVID test, and now you're dying, and you still don't believe it's real. Well, it's pretty real to me. Yeah. Well, it's not like, I mean, it would be one thing if they like had a cure and said, "Hey, we could cure you," and they said, "No, I don't have that." You know, but yeah, whether they admitted it or not, they were going to die of it anyway. That's true. Because we're all so, gonna we're all gonna die of something. Well, yeah, but I don't want to die of COVID though. Let me tell you, that's no way to go. I if you die of something curable, refusing that you yeah, have that thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, refusing the cure. And if and if you catch it because you refuse to get the vaccine, it's the same thing. I mean, it's like the vaccine is is these all these vaccines that we've tested have had super super minimal um side effects there have been like a couple people that have had some problems and they've decided it wasn't related to the vaccine but they've been tracking you know like 40,000 people for one vaccine test and they've had no nobody have any adverse reaction nothing serious nobody died so uh, the people that caught covid that were that got the vaccine cuz remember these only like 95% effective also didn't get very sick so they think that the vaccine might be 95% effective in keeping you from catching it at all, and the other 5% will maybe not have as serious of symptoms, so it will, it will protect you either way, which which is pretty positive. That's a very positive thing. I mean, if, if it was 90% effective and 10% of the people could still catch it and, and have serious uh, symptoms, it would still be worth taking because, you know, if it cuts your chances by 90%, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll take it. 
Yeah, I mean, and and the thing is, the main thing is to get enough people vaccinated that we can all just go about our lives. Yes, a few people will still get sick, and there will still be some people in the hospital, but it won't be thousands and thousands of people every day getting sick and hospitals being overwhelmed. And that's the whole problem. That was the that was the whole point in the beginning of shutting down was to flatten the curve. Remember, like keep right. keep oh, it. Yeah, from, I remember. Yeah, keep it from overwhelming the system because it's. It's not that it's guaranteed to kill you. You know, it's not like... Um, it's not that we care about your life. It's that we care about the economy. Well, we care about all of that. I mean, people's <laughs> lives depend on the economy, too. So... I uh, know. Now you're sounding like a... Like a conservative. conservative. Yeah, well, you have to balance <laughs> those two things. I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons why we make those poor essential workers go to work um, and catch it. Because we're like, sorry, bud, somebody's got to keep the food moving to the stores, you know, so we can eat. You know, we don't care if you die, but, you know, it was just like sending troops to battle, right? You send a bunch of young guys out to, to get shot because you're like, look, buddy, you're you're giving your life for the, the greater good, right? So I don't buy that either, by the way. But, you know, it's just, you know, whatever. Um, So I want to point out that um, before before we go on with serious stuff. Uh, November 30th full moon, which was just yesterday, by the way, we're doing this on December 1st, uh, was called the beaver moon. (laughs) Yeah, I caught that in passing. Yeah, well, I was like, wait a minute, I want to know the story behind that. And it turns out it's really boring. I could have come up with a much better story. It's like, well, yeah, the beavers build their dams this time of year, and people trap beavers this time of the year for their pelts or whatever. And I'm like, no, beaver, what's wrong? What is wrong with you people? This is beaver. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> they don't they don't get it. So it was a really boring explanation for the beaver moon. Yeah, all the moons are boring. Like well, you know, damn. the strawberry moon is during the strawberry harvest. The the hunter's moon is, you know, hunting season. It's like, oh come on. You guys could have done better than that. I didn't get a badumpcha. Oh, you don't even know what I said. No, I have no idea. I said the beaver's moon story was boring, and then I said, oh, damn. Thank you. <laughs> I missed that completely. I know. <clears throat> right over I, I, well, you know, I was on a track. That's you got to leave space for track. the jokes, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard when they say that you can't listen while your lips are moving? What? See, that's true. Uh-huh. Like I got one in. Yeah, well, that's because I stopped moving my lips. Jeez. <clears throat> so I, I just want to point out how sensationalist the news is. And by the way, this even includes NPR. That there's all these headlines like all over the news yesterday. Like almost every fucking news outlet had a headline about Dr. Scott Atlas has turned in his resignation. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's terrible. Who is he? He's the guy that was uh Why do we care? He well, he was the quack doctor that was on Trump's COVID team. Okay. Um, definitely a quack doctor. He's there's like, only one. Well, I don't know if there's more, but he was he was the one who's very outspoken, said a lot of stupid shit. Anyway, the thing is that his term he could only serve 120 days on the on the panel because he's a government employee, and there's some law that says when he's taken off of his regular job and put under the special task, he's like got 120 days he can serve. He was at the end of his 120 days this week. And so he put in his letter of resignation as a formality because he was done, right? It's just that he was going to be done Friday regardless. 
But all the news covered it as if it was some scandalous thing, like like he'd gotten fired or he had done something wrong or he had, you know, gotten mad at Trump or something. No, 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 no. It was nothing. Literally nothing. I mean, it would be like saying at the end of the, you know, my graduation year, I sent a letter to the school saying, I'm done. You know, I'm not coming back after graduation. Like, and then that being a news story. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Doug's not going back to school after he graduates. Like, does anybody? You know? Like, big deal. Anyway. Well, just, yeah, I mean, some people do. Well, I'm talking about, you know, just as a matter of practice. Maybe it's a bad analogy, okay? I do bad analogies sometimes. <laughs> <clears throat> so I want to talk about, um, oh, my God. You want to talk about your God? No, no, That's no, no. One. I'm looking at my notes here. I'm like, Jesus, there's so much stuff. Are you going to come knock on my door, sometimes hand me a my, pamphlet? Sometimes my biggest problem is figuring out what I have time to talk about. But I do, this is a quick note. This is a quick note. We don't this have is, time to talk about it. This is a math bitch that I have. This is statistical, statistical bitch that I have. Ooh, math. That reminds me. Go ahead. This is a direct quote from some news story. It was, among the 41 states reporting data, the pandemic program in September, I'm sorry, is that right? Among the 41 states reporting data, the pandemic yeah, they, that's not worded right. Anyway, it says average benefits paid ranged from about 114 to about $357 per week. Okay, I want to point out to everyone who does this that an average is a number. It's not a range. It's Oh yeah, we've talked about a this number. Before. Yes, yes, I think I have talked about this before. And nobody's listening because if this they This is a re-rant. If they've been listening, they would know that they can't say the average is from 114 to 357. That's not the fucking average. Okay, so on to, on to more important things. <laughs> Wait a then. second. Wait a second. Since you're talking about math, one story that we came across like months ago, and I don't think we've ever worked in there, so may as well be now, is that the scientists that name chromosomes, is it? Mm. Genomes, something along that line. They actually had to start changing the names of these things because Microsoft Excel was converting them to dates. Oh, that's right. We had a whole <laughs> list of things in that department that we were going to talk about. Things that yeah, get- that's that's how pervasive Microsoft is. Is that science <laughs> had to adapt to the uh- had to adapt to Excel. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's actually several examples of that, and if I could bet, find that in my notes, I had a couple of them listed. It's it's crazy that the spreadsheet has these filters where it sees a certain pattern and it goes, oh, that's a date or that's a you know whatever. And if it's not, you, you have to literally force it to not reformat that cell. Well, and but, what's even crazier is that in Excel is so ubiquitous. Right. If I'm using that term correctly. Yes. That that the scientists have to change what they're doing they can't just go get a different one you know or use something else right or whatever just like just maybe have an excel plugin or or i mean just use an open source spreadsheet program and go in and modify the code a little bit well you would think but apparently it's just easier to change the names yeah it sucks it's nuts oh i'm sorry 
It's um, bonkers. It's bizarro. <laughs> so here we go. Trump has raised $150 million since the, since the election uh, based on his vote fraud claims, which he continues to, to, to propagate, to promote to whatever he does. He keeps talking about them saying, oh, yeah, the election. I mean, he did a whole, if you care, just go look at his recent interview on Fox News. It's, it's nuts, the shit that he's promoting. But he's raising a ton of money. And, uh, and, and I, I want to point out that, um, this just occurred to me today. I was, I was, uh, watching a little Trump documentary and they were talking about how much money he owed and the fact that at some point he owed so much money that the banks had to help him. I don't know if you ever heard the old adage, if you owe a hundred thousand dollars, the bank owns you. If you owe a hundred million, you own the bank. You own the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true here. And I was thinking to myself, with the amount of money he owes, there's a lot of powerful people that do not want to see him fail. Right. He's too big to fail. Yeah. So he's got literally, you know, I don't know if they're banks, if they're individual investors, whatever, but they're out there basically applying their influence and 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 money that whatever leverage they have to try to promote Trump and Trump's you know conspiracy theories and whatever else and whatnot and it might explain some of the traction that Trump gets he seems to to have like this you know this Teflon coating because there's always somebody out there backing him up and it never really occurred to me that yeah, if you've got a million dollars or you know a billion dollars worth of gold on this ship, you don't want that ship to sink, right? That's right. So well, you're gonna do not. you're gonna do everything you can to keep it afloat, even if there's like if that ship's got a a plague on it that's gonna kill million of millions of children when it gets to the shore. You're gonna be like, oh, but don't sink that ship. No, no, my gold's <laughs> on that ship, right? So yeah, I'm thinking that's probably one of the reasons why. Because he owes so much money. I mean, we don't even know how much money he owes. That man is in debt every which way but loose. Like, he's he's borrowed, you know, I think he borrowed 700 and some million dollars when he built the Taj Mahal. And, and that's probably the tip of the iceberg. But, right, but like you said, I mean, he's flip, kind of flipped the tables. Yeah, he right? has. Because cause you owe so much that they'll do anything you want. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt they they would rather see him because if he can raise millions and millions, well, hundreds of millions of dollars on this conspiracy crap, if he can get people to give him money, then, hey, they might get their money back, right? Or at least some of it. I mean, even if they just get yeah. 100 million of it back, that's 100 million they didn't have. Right. I mean, if And if you have that kind of money, you've got power. You know, if you're the kind of person who can loan somebody $100 million or a couple hundred million dollars, you're not somebody who you know, is uh, powerless, uh, you know, one of the one of the unwashed like me. Um, oh, and then, and the other thing Trump has done, and this is, this is being investigated right now, so it's, it's kind of in the rumor mill, but there's actually a real investigation going on, so it's not, it's just sort of alleged. He has been actually getting bribes for pardons. <laughs> and he's planning nice. on pardoning his three eldest children and Giuliani, who haven't actually been charged with crimes yet. <laughs> yet yeah but he's, he's gonna, gonna he's gonna pre-pardon them yeah well he's talked to his staff about pardoning them so um and he can do that he can pardon them and it will be pardoning them for any crimes that they may have committed you know i think now or forever i'm not quite sure how it works but at least up till now anyway right so 
So they can't be they can't be investigated for anything that they did while he was in office, which is pretty serious if you think about it. And the fact that he's going to give them pardons kind of is sort of like an admission of guilt. But this is all nuts. <laughs> it's I you know like I said I usually don't talk about Trump, but I I just couldn't help it because it's like oh my god. And then oh and then the other thing going on right now this is sort of related to Trump, but but his cronies and stuff is these poor people in Georgia have been getting death threats, like serious death threats. And Krebs, Christopher Krebs, we talked about him uh, last week. He's the one that got got fired from, he was appointed by Trump to the Homeland Security uh, um, uh, uh, digital, whatever, whatever uh, cybersecurity. And, uh, okay. and then since he, since he sort of debunked Trump's claims about the election, he's been fired. But um, but he's gotten um, from from high level people. This uh, Joe Dijanova or whatever his name is is one of Trump's reelection campaign lawyers, and he actually on the on some show on this uh, uh, Newsmax. Newsmax is like a super right wing. They make Fox look like they're moderates. But right. anyway, yeah, on, I've heard of Newsmax. Yeah. yeah, on the Newsmax show, he's he said the guy should be drawn and quartered, taken out at dawn and shot. <laughs> like, I mean, what kind of fucking language is that? This is on television, and he's an attorney, right? And then when he was confronted about it later, he says, "Oh, it was just hyperbole." It's like that's not fucking hyperbole. That's very specific. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're saying he should. First of all, you don't shoot somebody, you just draw and quarter. Okay, I need to point that out. If you draw and quarter somebody, that's enough. You've pulled their limbs off. They're going right. to die. There's, there's much less to shoot anyway. Yes. And, and you're, well, yeah, you've got the pieces multiple. are smaller. You, that and you get, I mean, if you're going to shoot them properly, you have to shoot them like six times because once for each body part that you, um, mm-hmm. but, but you don't take them out at dawn and shoot them after you've drawn and quartered them. And I don't know what this whole getting somebody up at dawn. If you're going to shoot somebody, let them sleep in. <laughs> their last request. You have exactly. any last requests? Can I just sleep in, please? Apparently, Howie Carr was the... I'd like to take a nap before I take a dirt nap. Y- yeah, exactly. Howie Carr, um, I need to find my... Howie Carr was the guy interviewing him, and apparently he changed the subject rather quickly after he <laughs> said that. So even he was like... Uh, yeah, but, but that's not the end of it because, um, because the, um, the election officials in Georgia have been getting like serious death threats from all these people who are basically saying, you know, you guys are, and, and, and one of the things that somebody came out and said was that there's total silence from like the senators in Georgia and, uh, and I don't remember who else he cited, but. Republicans, you know, in general, powerful Republicans associated with all this are basically not saying a word in in, in, in this environment where you've got people just, you know, being idiots. It's this is criminal behavior and the Republicans are just staying mum because they do not want to do anything that could possibly jeopardize, you know, uh, this election in Georgia, this this election, I don't know, I don't know if we talked about it much last week, but this election in Georgia coming up where they're going to have a runoff election on the two senators, yeah, will literally decide who controls the Senate. If, if well, Democrats have to win both, right? Well, yeah, but it it this is the deciding. Like, if Democrats win both, then Democrats have control of the Senate. If they get one, then this 
Republicans do. And of course, if they lose them both, the Republicans do. But um, but either way, this decides if the Republicans get to con- if if Mitch McConnell continues to be the majority leader, which is a big deal to people like Mitch McConnell. So he's oh, not yeah. going to come out and criticize anybody until this election's over because he's terrified of uh, of losing. And there's a chance he could lose. I, I heard one um, somebody point something out that I thought was kind of funny. Um, they said, as we get to January, more more young people are turning 18 and are able to vote and, and are more than likely, more likely that, to be Democrats than Republicans. And uh, old people and, you know, and Republicans dying with COVID, COVID are dying. <laughs> exactly. So that, so that the, the demographic Democrat conspiracy. Yeah, it is a conspiracy. The demographic is literally shifting under their feet. And not in that's their why the uh, the uh, what's it called the vaccine isn't ready yet. They're holding it till yeah, after the Georgia right, election. Right, uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't get to those people in time anyway. Um. So, so just we're we're really out of time. But I just have to mention this because it's so darned important. The endangered Vancouver Island marmot is making a comeback. Oh well, that's a relief. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's good to to have something positive, right? I mean, you know, it's they're fuzzy little, cute little. They're like they're like kind of like squirrels. They're the size of cats. Okay, and, and they're like really, big cats. They're or really cats? no, no small cats, and they're really lovable critters. I mean, they're really fuzzy and cute, and they'll rip your arm off if you let them. But <laughs> but they were like down. To, there was like forty of them left, and now there's like four hundred or something. They, they've been captive breeding them and spreading them around and stuff, and they're making a comeback. So I mean, that's some good news, right? I mean, it's always good to find some good news once in a while. Oh, and and this is sort of a more of a discussion, but but the the AI people, the the deep the neural nets, the deep mind company in UK actually solved the problem that we didn't expect to be solved for 20 years. Um, pro, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of protein folding, but of what protein folding proteins fold based okay. on based. Okay. A protein is made up of a chain of amino acids, right? Amino acids, amino acids are the building blocks of protein and you've got, there's hundreds of thousands of different. Should amino. I play the science music for this? This is science. Yeah, do you have science? Can I? Next okay, time we do that, I'll just record it so I have a button for it that I won't press. Oh wow, that's one of. The, I need to write that down on the list. That's not science music. That's it's, science fiction music. Well, this this is pretty pretty scary stuff. So anyway, the the thing is that they okay. So here's the deal with proteins. There's there's millions of possible proteins because there's all these different building blocks and they, they, depending on the sequence of the, the amino acids, it determines what kind of protein it is. And every protein folds differently. It's like origami. They fold up into three-dimensional shapes. Okay. But we've never been able to figure out how they, like we've never been able to predict how any particular protein will fold. Just, we don't know what the rules are. We don't know what makes them fold a certain way. But this AI, uh, having been fed like 170,000 case studies of proteins folding figured it out and it is such a complicated problem there were some scientists who said with all the computational party power we have it could take like the rest of time to figure this out because the, the number of possibilities is almost infinite anyway this ai this neural net 
uh, solve the problem. So this is like big, this is a big deal. And it next will be taking over the world. Well, that's sort of the downside to it. Like it's, I mean, it really is. A, if you think about what AI has done, they have AI, you know, remember back in the day, we used to be so excited when a computer could beat a chess player, right? A human yeah. chess player. Like, wow, look, the computer's actually gotten to the point where it can solve, where it can outthink a human chess player. Well, now that's trivial. They can start with a neural net that knows nothing give it the rules to chess and it can beat a human chess player in 20 minutes. It'll, it'll learn <laughs> enough. It plays itself. What they do is they pit the AI against itself. So the two AIs are, are playing right. each other and learning from each other at lightning speed. Imagine being able to play a lifetime's worth of chess games in 30 seconds. Right. Right. So it learns tricks that nobody has ever even learned. Like it becomes the grandmaster of chess in an hour because it has literally played more chess games than you could play in a thousand years. And so anyway, it, it, these things learn really fast. And the Go game is supposed to be way more complex than chess. It took three hours for an AI, for a neural net, to get better at Go than any human being on the planet. So these things are learning at exponential rates. The only thing that limits them, and we've talked about this before too, is that they have to be designed for a specific problem. They're not good at general knowledge. You couldn't take a neural net and train it to be a human, right? Train it to, to deal with just whatever gets thrown at it. I mean, you know, it just, it has to be a specific problem. Right. Plus, if you did train it to be human, it would be worse at all the other stuff. And be like, yeah, I'm kind of tired of this. Can we think about something True. else? It would be lazy. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't learn anymore. It'd be like, I'm done learning. Can I sleep in before you draw and quarter me, please? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard.